Welcome back. Um, that was the news you were just listening to. Actually, I was going to say a song. It was not a song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the morning show with Lyle and Minnie, the last show of the year. It's all a bit exciting and sad, and it's kind of funny, isn't it? When you get given holidays, it's fantastic, but then it feels like it's been a really long time when you come back. You're like, oh, it's been so long. Anyway, it'll be shorter for you. Minnie's going to be back before I am, but oh yeah, uh, you're going to have yeah, you're not going to be here for ages. I'm going to not ages, but a little while. I'll be gone for a little while. Yes. Yes. All right, so a couple of text messages we need to catch up on that have been coming through. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you guys. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, You can even jump on the open line and have a chat here on air. In relationship to the formation of the Liberation Methodist Connection, Mm. new church in the United States, um, someone wanted to comment. Looks like the Jesuits are at at it again. Yep. Okay, so no false religion can survive unless it is attached to some truth. That's an interesting thought. Oh. There has to be some truth there. And this is true. You know, some of the things that they stand for, I am passionately supportive of. Yeah. These guys are very, they're they're strongly anti-white supremacist. Mm. And I am passionately supportive of that. Mm. Um, So it's got to be attached to some truth. Um, okay, and then in relationship to the uh, in relationship to the interview that we had with Jennifer Skews, mm-hmm. um, I think this may have been written by a man. Mm-hmm. Um, it says overloading information is called nagging. That was definitely written by a man. <laughs> that was definitely written by a man. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a passage in the Bible somewhere, doesn't it? Say it's better to live on the roof than in a house with a uh, nagging woman, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, let me see here. So we've got another one here. Um, hi, guys. Just a Okay, so we've got contrasting ones. I'm, I'm looking at two here at the moment. One says, like to wish you both a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, we want to wish you a blessed Christmas and a happy new year as well to each one of our listeners. And then we have um, – Kind of kind of contrasting one. Hi, guys. Just a quick note regarding this morning's show. I always enjoy listening to you guys, and I found it interesting with your thoughts, Minnie, regarding Christmas. So this is for yesterday. Yeah, this was that came through after the show. Uh, I do agree with you as I don't really celebrate, celebrate Christmas as it's pagan. But what I do is treat it like a Thanksgiving. I reflect on the year with all its good and bad points, and I thank God for his mercy throughout the year. Uh, so I celebrate it with thanks. Just a thought. Take care, Minnie and Lyle. May God continue to bless you both. God bless. Mm. So, <laughs> Minnie, you have a supporter. Oh, look, I'll take it. A supporter. <laughs> I did say a, a supporter. Uh, no, nah. but I think that um, I think that what this person has brought out right here is actually um, I think there's a lot of validity to this. If you don't want to wish, if you don't want to have Christmas because of its pagan origin, um, if that's a stumbling block for you, then hey, don't have Christmas. Mm. But don't ignore the fact that the rest of the world is being focused in some way on Jesus Christ at this particular time now, or directed. I shouldn't say focused; they're being focused on commercialism. Mm. But there is a direction there to point people towards Jesus Christ. Don't ignore that. Look, for me, one of the big things I don't like is. People are big on, it's a time for family. And I'm like, yeah, but that's only if you have family. And you have family. Yes. But there are many, many, many lonely people in the world. And I'm like, it's very easy when you're part of something good 
to not intentionally, but it's just human nature to not always see outside that. And it's the people who are outside that need you to see them because how much easier is it for you to go to a group of people you know or to be in the group than to have to be the individual approaching a big group, right? So this is something I just <laughs> I actually can't tell you how much this I is, this is something I lo- that okay. So here's what here's my prediction. I here's my prediction. Actually, loathe Christmas, <laughs> but it's because I hate people missing out. I really, really hate people missing out. I'm well not, then, well but then, I'm not great at well facilitating. Take, take Christmas. Uh huh. You have to be great at facilitating. I'm terrible at facilitating. Your wife's pretty good. I just say, anyone wants to hang out, doors open. <laughs> you might not get. You might get fed. You might not get fed. I don't know. Now, of course, they come into my place where They'll I have get fed, an amazing yeah. wife, so they're going to get fed. Um, but even if I wasn't married, even if I was just single, I'd say like, bring your lunch. Mm. Come and hang out. Bring a sandwich. Just hang out. Mm. It's not hard. And you can do something to make the world a better place on Christmas Day rather than staying at home by yourself and feeling sad. Oh, but I don't feel sad. No, you see, it's going to be like this. It's going to be like no, this. No, no, I actually I don't feel sad. I I genuinely oh – no, I, I, I'm quite repulsed by the idea of Christmas, actually. Like I there is, there is there is going to be There is going to be a point on Christmas Day – when everybody's with people, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Minnie, who is a people person, <laughs> and loves being surrounded by people, I do. That's true. It's going to be kind of a little bit sad. Like I got invited to all these Christmas parties, and I didn't go because I don't like Christmas. Oh and no! Now no. I'm by myself, and I'm just sad. <laughs> You know, no, 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 no. That's not okay. so and, the and, and the reason I'm sad <laughs> is because I'm stubborn. <laughs> okay, that's probably the truest part of it all. <laughs> Who could have fixed this? <laughs> See, I've been working with you too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I can't disagree with that last point. <laughs> there's, some, there's some truth there. All right. Okay, look. It's true. No, look, and part of it is because I, I, one of the reasons I don't like Christmas is if I'm not going to change what I think Christmas should be, I can't complain. So that's mostly why I don't complain. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we need to get to our Bible yes, study. we do. And we can leave off giving Minnie a hard time for a little bit. <laughs> no, you can give me a hard time. That's fine. <clears throat> All right. Where are we going? Here's an interesting quote, a good mm-hmm. one. We're talking about heaven today, which is a good way to end the year. Heaven is a school. Oh. Heaven is a school. Okay. Its field of study, mm-hmm. the universe. Its teacher, the infinite one. A branch of this school was established in Eden and the plan of redemption accomplished. Education will again be taken up in the Eden school. Oh. Okay. okay. So you're a school teacher. Working on it. Yep. Yes. A school teacher in training. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this statement right here, and I think it's very insightful, uh, has taken a very, very different look at heaven and Eden yeah. as to what we – a very, very different view of it than what we normally do. And I really appreciate the direction that, that their thoughts have gone. This was uh, from Ellen White in the book Education. Mm. And i just got to say, um, the book Education by Ellen White is one of the, one of the you know, global classics. Mm. Uh, there was a country, I forget which one, that made this uh, a required reading for their um, all their teachers, like that's amazing. Across the board because they were just like, this is incredibly insightful um, philosophy of 
education. I'd be down with that. If they gave that to us as a textbook, I'd be like, yep, okay. You don't have this as a textbook? No, I, I own it, but we don't have to read it. Oh, wow. I think it's crazy. I think we should. It's nuts. Have you read it? I haven't read it all the way through. Okay, you need That's to, my goal. You, That's you my goal. You need to read this thing all the year. way through. Yeah. It's, just, it's just phenomenal. Um, but, but, and this, this is where this quote is from, and really that one quote right there sums up the book. Mm. Heaven is a school. Its field of study, the universe. Its teacher, the infinite one. Pretty good classroom. Yes. A branch of this school was established in Eden. Mm. And the plan of redemption accomplished. Education will again be taken up in the Eden school. Mm. Yeah. Ah, this is this is what education is all about, the Eden School, and this is what we need to be aiming to take our children back to is the Eden School where they can learn about the universe. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. By the way, the same author right here, and we just got a text message to point this out. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan White does a quite considerable amount to say about Christmas. Oh, really? Yes. There you go. That's a very positive thing. Okay. Interesting. Big Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Guess I'll have to check it out. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. <clears throat> if you're like most people, you have a lot of questions, questions about sin, suffering, sickness, death, about why this happened, why that happened, why other things happened. We have questions about the natural world um, and all its mysteries. Um, for all the incredible progress science has made in helping us to understand more about the world and the universe as a whole, so much is still beyond our grasp. Mm. And this is so true. This is just so true. I mean, the, did you did you read about that um, that piece of uh, was a piece of comet or a no a piece of an asteroid that they brought back to Earth the other day? Landed in the middle of Australia. It was the um, the fastest human made object to enter our atmosphere and survive. Wow, I didn't hear about this. Landed in the middle of Australia and they went out there and put it in quarantine in case there's some strange virus on it that might wipe out life on Earth. Wouldn't be ideal. No. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Mm. But humans are amazing. You know, and and, and so we, we, they, um, okay, so you land a spacecraft on an asteroid, Mm -hmm. which has basically no gravity, uh, and then you have to. Drill into that mm. and take a core sample from the middle of that asteroid. It's like, how do you do that? Mm. You know, because we can do that here on this Earth because we, you know, we 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 get our drill and we it's heavy and there's gravity and we can drill down it. But when there's no gravity, well, how do you push against something that there's no gravity? It's a weird thought, isn't it? Yeah, but they did it. Yeah. They did it, and they got they got rock samples from the not just the surface of the asteroid, they've done that before, but now they have rock samples from the middle of the asteroid. It would be so exciting to be like part of that team. They want to find out whether there's water inside it. Yeah, yeah. Like water, you know, H2O in the rock. Yeah. Because their theory is that that's how the water arrived on planet Earth was from the Earth being hit by asteroids and so that's how oh, it got here. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Bible says that the Earth started as a wet planet and – New science coming out this year has gone, yeah, you know what, we were wrong. We think the Earth started as a wet planet. But the new science that came out this year, of course, came out this year long before, long after, I should say, this project was launched out to this particular asteroid. Right. Man, that, the question of origin is such a big one. Even for people who say they don't believe in anything, yes. they still want to know. That's right. Because they're like, there's something about this that seems important. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> 
Indeed there is. Okay, so let's go to uh, – have we read this one already? I haven't read anything today yet. No, no, we haven't read this one yet. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Oh, nice. Why okay. do you say nice? Oh, it's, it's a great chapter. Why, why is it a great chapter? What's, what's it all about? Well, it's all about love. A, okay, all right. But it's very particular. If you read it, like – All right, is this about education and is it about heaven? Well, I think so. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Why okay. do you think? Oh, I'm just wondering. What do you thought? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Verse 12. Verse 12. I'm going to read uh, – sorry, I'm going to say a prayer really quickly and then I'll read this. Um, Papa Lord God, we just want to thank you so much for the chance this morning to open the word um, with these listeners and as we have this discussion, God, open our hearts and minds to um, the truth that you want to share with us, um, yeah, that we can know you more. Uh, thank you for hearing our prayers. Amen. Amen. Okay, so First Corinthians 13 verse 12. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. All right, so let's um, let's let's think about this for a moment. The Bible says that we see through, we see only a reflection, like in a mirror. Mm. And I think a lot of the impact of this verse has been lost with modern technology. Okay. Because we have pretty good mirrors. Oh, uh, yeah. And you can get a pretty good reflection out of a mirror. But you think about back in the day when he was writing. Yeah, so what would he have used for a mirror? Mm, I don't know. A Some, piece of polished yeah, brass. Yeah, metal or something, yeah. So basically you get a piece of brass and you polish it mm. and you look into it and it's like, okay, I can see a uh, bit of a reflection there and mm. is my hair straight or not? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, if you are wealthy, which of course – very, very few people were. You could have a gold or a silver mirror, which was still a flat piece of metal that you had to – well, you didn't have to polish gold because it never tarnishes. Mm. Uh, but it's still a flat piece of mirror and it's never going to be entirely flat. Yeah. So it's always going to have – you know, have you ever looked in a mirror that's a little bit distorted? Yeah, it's interesting. You're kind hey? of uh-huh. with stuff. You know, you look in the hubcap of your car or something or other right. and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit weird. Mm. Um, and so back in Paul's day – Mirrors were very, a very imperfect reflection. Mm. And the other thing about polishing up a piece of brass, looking at a piece of brass, is that we can polish brass pretty well these days. It can mm. come up rather shiny, look mm-hmm. really good. It can look as shiny as gold can if you polish it with modern chemical <laughs> polishes mm-hmm. that we have invented in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you wanted to polish something back then, well, what you would do is you would take full a handful of sand and some water and rub it on the brass and it would sort of come up to a very dull luster, in which case it would still be yellow and you'd still be <laughs> able to see a bit of a reflection. But that was about it. Mm. And so you need to read this verse with that in mind. Yeah. Yes. A piece of brass that's turned green, you rub some sand on it until it turns yellow and then look into it to get a reflection. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you're getting a picture, but it's not a complete whole true picture. Mm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he says, that, well, that's kind of like how we look at heaven. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's how we look at Jesus. Mm. But then we will shall, we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know fully, even as I am known. Mm. This is an interesting. Uh, um, there's a couple of different interesting ways of looking at this. Your translation sort of goes down one path, mine goes down another. The Bible says that we will be known even as we are known. How do you know someone today? 
Well, spend time with them? Yeah, yeah, them. yeah, yeah, but but mm. on a very superficial level. Mm, what do you mean? If somebody walks up Ask the footpath right say now. Say hello. Uh, who walked past? Did anybody walk past? Did anyone walk? Did someone walk past? Okay, I'd wave at them. Who walked past here a moment ago? Mm, someone must have. I saw. I saw a human. There was a human. I don't know. Okay, there's one standing. Oh, in. there's Liam behind me. Uh, how do you know it's Liam? <laughs> well, because I've met him before. Exactly. You know what he looks like. Yeah. When you get to heaven, uh-huh. we will know what each, we will know each other because we know what each other looks like. Yeah. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. You know, we're not going. To, we're going to be transformed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, all imperfections gone. So, you know, any of those, uh, anything on your list of things that you want to change a little bit will be changed. And that's kind of nice. Hmm. Um, some people will probably want more changes than others, but it's all good. It will be all changed and improved and all of that kind of thing and brought back to perfection. But we will still know each other. Mm. We'll still yeah. recognize each other and be like, oh, that's Minnie, that's Liam, that's, you know, that's uh, Owen. Owen, mm-hmm. Owen's the human outside. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, the Bible says that we will know, we will know even as we are known. We mm. will recognize each other in heaven, which is amazing. But everything that we think of about heaven right now is like a piece of brass that has turned green mm. and it had sand rubbed on it until it's yellow and then you get that bit of a faint reflection. Mm. And we really... We can only see through that lens while we're on earth. In this life, we we don't really have the option. That's right. We can get to know God more, and I think God is a God who wants to be known, but we can only see it through this human-tainted lens. Yes. You know? So there's actually a beautiful message here and you know, that God is going to – we are going to know God in so much more fullness than we can know now. Absolutely. All right, let's go to uh, another verse right here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. says, so don't – wait, did you say second? 1 Corinthians. First. First. Okay, okay. So, so don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring our darkest secrets to light and reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. Now that – that verse could either be like awesome or could be like, oh, no. Because <laughs> we only know our intentions, right? Yes. Like you can tell me about your intentions, but really you're the only one who knows what's deep in your heart and I'm the only one who knows what's deep in mine. And this is one of the conversations that I was recently having with Eliza, who is our resident historian here, mm. and asking her about the motives and the intentions behind some of the things that took place. And she's like, ah, yes, what all historians love to speculate about. <laughs> Because that's all you can ever do is speculate. speculate yeah. Now, of course, the Bible um, in its history does often reveal motives and intentions. Mm. Uh, this is the only book where you can get that from. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I actually love the book of Nahum also. I love the Minor Prophets. They're great. Nahum and the things that he says about this city. Yeah. You know, Oh, bloodthirsty city! Boy. You know he just like he does not hold back. No, he's like, he just goes, and you can, and, and he's just like, ooh, ouch! Yeah. That was a really nasty place. When you study from history, whoo! Mm. These guys were the original terrorists, nationalized terrorists. Which is interesting, the grace that they receive from God as people who are not God's people. That's right. This is really important to recognize that God isn't just about playing favorites. He's like, man. I want to save anyone who's willing to be saved. Yes, and when you look at the conversion of the king, it was just sort of like, yeah, okay, I convert. Yeah. 
And guys like, okay. He's like, well, I don't want to die, so we'll listen to this. And then, it's and then, a really interesting story. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good, eh? Jonah gets a bit salty. He had a few things to learn, but Jonah, Jonah's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> he goes outside this particular city mm. and sets up camp because he wants to watch the fireworks. Yeah, because he's like, they're going to die. And I'm going to watch. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> and then they don't. And then, and then when God comes and's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, I knew you'd do this. <laughs> I knew you'd save the people. <laughs> Uh, it's um, it's an interesting story about human nature, mm. and I think if you do not understand, I think if you do not understand, okay, so we got we got text messages coming here. Uh, speaking of devotionals, I'd like to wish Minnie a very relaxing and restful Christmas holidays. <laughs> it will be a big year for Minnie next year. The year Minnie starts writing a devotional book, the book of Ezekiel. Yes, <laughs> yes. Did you go know for what? It. That is actually a goal that I've written down. I don't know that I'll share yes. it with you guys, but I'm yes, <laughs> I am going to start this is writing. Be it. Amazing, or at least doing my own personal, doing it for me as a devotional, like a year long. What name are you going to publish it under? Oh, well, who said I'm publishing it? <laughs> I'm writing it. I don't know if I'll publish. It. It's got to be published. It's got to be published. Is it though? Legal name or one of or, or stage name? Oh, there's too many. There's so <laughs> but if I picked any name, most people would be like, "Um, who's that?" <laughs> Which is kind of cool. You know, there's lots of people that write under a pseudonym because they mm. want to stay kind of anonymous. Look, I don't know that really anyone would buy it. It's one of those things that I'd write just for me. I'd buy it. Mm. I reckon the person texting I'd- in just there would buy it. <laughs> I reckon there'd be a Bunch of our Faith FM listeners that would buy it. Devotional on the Book of Ezekiel. I've not read a devotional That's the on best the Book of Ezekiel. I've book. read commentaries, but not devotionals on the Book of Ezekiel. Apparently, they are out there. Mm, yes, we did do some googling, and we did it find did. some. But it did that just? Oh look! Well, thank you for your message. I don't know who that was from, but bless them. <laughs> I'd momentarily forgotten about it, but yes, I did write it down that that's a plan. Oh, I shouldn't good. have said that out loud. Um, oh, Brad, on okay. the radio. Yeah. <laughs> said, now there's accountability. You just, you just, you just, you didn't just say it out loud, Minnie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you said it out loud on, on the, the radio. radio. Uh huh. And the way the radio works, in case you've forgotten, people is listen. That everyone gets to hear it. You know, I actually do forget that. But, that's <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'm just talking to a microphone. Yeah, that's right. I'm just talking aloud, just hanging out. But you were talking about human nature and Jonah. Yeah, I was. I was. I think one of the things that we miss in the story is just how horrific a nation Mm. the Assyrians were and how they had literally terrorised the world in a way, with a form of terror that our world has never seen or experienced. Mm. There is no terrorist that has existed anywhere in the last 150 years or so that comes even close to what the Assyrians perpetrated on the world and on those that they ruled after over. Yeah, right. And so you could see Jonah kind of being, okay, I don't want to go anywhere near the place to begin with and preach against nope, mm. and to get out of here. And then guys like, yeah, I'll take you there in a while and you can be vomited up on the shore near this particular city. Um, and so, all right, okay, now I'll go there and I'll preach because, well, mm, I don't want to go in a whale again yeah. and or a fish or whatever. And then, um, and so he, he he goes there and preaches, but then he sets up outside because he wants to see the fireworks because he wants to see the end of this. Yeah. And seeing the end of this is going to be really, really important for a lot of people in the world because they are horrors. Yeah. And it's actually going to be a time for 
celebration. And that's a really good point. For a lot of the world. Yeah. We read it very flat on the page. But not for God. No. No. Yes. And that's the that's the key that's the mm. key point. Time for celebration for a lot of the world and it seems for um Jonah, mm. but not for God. Mm. As you say, yeah, what you were saying about reading it flat on the page? Oh no, just that we miss all of that. We miss all of that We do. That context of the emotion and the experience and the um not oppression, but yeah, that kind of terror you would have of these people. Absolutely. And then to go, something so bad is coming to an end, praise the Lord. And God's like, no, no, I want to do a work of saving these people. We don't understand. And we as human beings are like, no, no don't save those people. That's not Please. Yeah. <laughs> you want to spend heaven with them. Yeah, so it's easy for us to, yeah, like for me to look at and be like, ah, oh, Jonah, what a silly fella. But actually the human experience of that makes a lot of sense in the way humans work yep. as human nature. It's a great story, It's funny when we get to heaven and Jonah has a whole bunch of Assyrian neighbours. <laughs> yeah. You can just see it happening, can't you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like God has such a sense of humour. It's oh, like yeah. all these Assyrians to hang out with. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yep. Should um, we read another verse? Is there anything else we wanna, you want to There's probably a bunch of stuff. What were we talking about before? We were talking about um, the hidden things that we know about that no one else does, the verse that we're reading or that – uh, don't make judges about anyone because that's right. God knows. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in the darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Mm. I don't know what translation that is. It's on my computer screen. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so there's some really good things about this and some really bad things about this. Mm. Tell me the really good things. Well, I think the fact that the God of the universe is going to praise you, what does that mean? That's hectic. Who am I that God is going to go, man, let I'll me Tell you what I like bit. about it. Go. The God of the universe who gave his life for me. Yes. The one who died for me. Yes. Knows everything in my heart. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is time for... Question of the day. My favourite part of the whole show. <laughs> Liam is just <laughs> his favourite jingle. All right. Uh, question of the day. Question of the day right here, right here. Comes in through from uh, Jenny this morning. Okay, so when he rose from the tomb, there's been Jesus, mm-hmm. um, he went He went to his heaven. Uh, sorry, he went to his father. Didn't he come back to this earth for a short period? Mm-hmm. Thomas doubted that Jesus had returned. Yep. Oh, sorry. I, 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 yeah, I was I, like, I'm blah, not blah, blah, entirely blah, blah, sure what the question scroll is. Scroll up here. Scroll up, scroll up. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. That was the second part of okay. it. That was the clarification okay. of the question. Yep. Yes, yes, okay, yes, sorry. Yes. When Jesus arose from the tomb, he went to his father. Was there a time that he was away from earth, or how long was Jesus in heaven before the return? Okay, so if you go to the Gospel of John, this is a really good question. Um, if you go to the Gospel of John, let's find out the uh, – basically the person wants to know the chronology of Jesus um, you know, going to heaven, coming back to earth, how much he spent time on earth, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll go to John, Gospel of John, chapter 20 and verse 17 where Jesus has risen from the dead. Yes. And before he does anything else, he hangs around for a little bit, mm. has a very short conversation with Mary Magdalene. And he says to her, to Mary Magdalene, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father to my God and to your God. So he says, you can't touch me. Mm. 
until I've ascended to heaven. Yep. All right. Later that day, he appears to the disciples on the, uh, on two of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, mm. and we don't know what has happened yet because they don't touch him. But then we come down a little bit further. We find that um, they do touch him and he is eating food with them. So somewhere between that point and when he meets with the disciples and sits down and has food with them in the evening and then, of course, a little bit later on you've got uh, Thomas turns up and, and Jesus is like, yeah, touch me, feel me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere on that Resurrection Sunday, Jesus went to heaven and then came back to this earth. So then, how long was he on earth for? So the answer to that question is after this point, he was on earth for 40 days. Mm. What's interesting is when you look at this chronology, after he then ascends to heaven 40 days later, there's then another 10 days that brings you to the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit is poured out. Mm. So you've got a period of 40 days followed by 10 days, which is a period in total of 50 days. Good math. Yes. (laughs) So that's going to tell you something interesting about the day of Pentecost. Mm. The day of Pentecost is all about the Ten Commandments, the law of God. Oh, you were were not looking for that, were you? Because if you go back to the original Passover when the angel of death passed over the houses of the Israelites, and you go 50 days from there forward, so 50 days from Passover, it brings you to the giving of the commandments on Mount Sinai. Wow. And on Mount Sinai, the commandments are written on stone. Mm -hmm. And on Pentecost, the commandments are written on hearts. Mm. And when you've got both of them together, you've got the complete gospel Message. Now, that probably sidetracked me a little bit from the original question. But basically what you've got is Jesus spends an unknown number of hours in heaven with the Father, returns to this earth, returns to his disciples that evening, and then uh, spends the next 40 days on earth um, in appearing on occasion to his disciples. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We have come to the end of the end the of year. the end of the breakfast show for the year, which is really kind of sad. I'm, I'm suddenly really sad. Something about endings which are really gonna, sad, but I'm gonna, also kind I'm of. I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah, it's going to be wild. We love you guys. Yeah. We really do. We love you as our listeners. And we will be here, of course, uh, during the break with our best of show. Yes, we will. Uh, Minnie's going to be coming back on the 5th with yep. uh, a mystery co host. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're praying about. If you want to be a co host for uh, four days, then let us know. Yeah, work experience. That could be fun. <laughs> um, Minnie's looking for someone to, uh, to help out for four days. But uh, we will be back, which mm. will be amazing. And uh, we are looking forward to when we come back. Uh, but we just want to wish you at the end of this show a very blessed uh, New Year and Christmas holiday season. May God be with you and may you stay close to Jesus Christ during all this time. Um, yeah, spend some time with Jesus and remember, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Have an awesome end of the year, guys. God be with you.